Hello and welcome to the Beating the Statistics podcast. I'm your host, Miles Victors. I'm a health and fitness enthusiast that loves to get into the nitty-gritty of evaluating and developing systems and structures in my life and the lives of my clients that make the healthy choices easier, the unhealthy choices more difficult or unappealing, and creating a lifestyle that promotes a focus on health and fitness long into the future. The Beating the Statistics podcast is focused on helping all students of health and fitness beat the odds when it comes to a lasting change in the realm of weight loss and our fitness goals. Only 3% of those that attempt to reach a healthy weight are successful in the long term. 97% fall short of that mark. My solid belief is that it is because their lives lack the systems necessary to make any change truly lasting or easy to maintain. Having lost over 200 pounds myself after many failed attempts, I've been on this train for a while. I know how much the train tickets cost. I know all the stops. I know where the train needs to slow down or speed up, and so on. I hope to be able to walk you, my listeners, through what I've learned along the way, as well as learn new things with you. So, have a listen, join me on this journey, and I hope you enjoy what you hear. Thank you for being here. Hey, I'm often asked how to stay disciplined in my approach to my health and fitness goals and strivings. My answer is that I often don't feel very disciplined at all. And I don't feel like I need to exercise that much discipline in my day-to-day life. That's That often takes people by surprise. They ask how that's possible, given that I've lost over 200 pounds and have a very, very robust health and fitness routine and schedule and get out there every single day and work out and track my food and have a mindset towards health and fitness. The reason I feel this way is because my approach to lifestyle systems that do or don't work for me. I I approach them in a very different way than most people do. If I have a system or a practice in my life that makes choosing a healthier choice difficult, then I take a look at that practice and figure out how to make the healthier choice more appealing, or at least the unhealthy choices less appealing or more difficult. For example, if I struggled to avoid fast food restaurants and it was a vice of mine to spontaneously pull into one on my way to and from work because my primary route passed a dozen of them, I'd take a look at that practice and see what I could do to tweak it. Some questions I'd ask to drill to the bottom of this issue might be, am I hungry when I drive this route? Is it the smell of french fries that triggers my response to go eat some? Is it just because there are so many locations for temptation on my route? The answers to these questions dictate approaches that I might make to each of these potential triggers. So for example, if I'm always hungry on this route, maybe I need to eat something more filling right before I leave to reduce the need to satisfy that hunger during my drive. Now, now that is something that obviously is dependent on mealtime schedules and things like that, but you can always eat a snack. One of the things that I frequently did when I left my office to head home is I would have a protein shake about an hour or so before I left the office, knowing that in about two hours after, two or three hours after I drank that protein shake, I was going to have a healthy meal with my family. So I wasn't leaving the office hungry when I had to go home and pass by the gas stations. I'm a sucker for gas station food. I don't know why. It's junky. It's salty. It's fatty. I don't know why. I love it. But driving by gas stations can be a big temptation for me sometimes, right? Um... 
or driving by fast food restaurants and getting french fries. One of my jams was always the uh, the Chris Cut fries at Carl's Jr. And so I would make sure I don't drive by Carl's Jr. until I could get control of that temptation. Or maybe if I smell the smell of french fries and that's the trigger to my unhealthy choice, maybe I get a strong air freshener for my car that reduces the impact of that french fry aroma so I don't smell it as much. I smell instead lavender or fresh rain or whatever it is that you have in your car. If there are too many opportunities to give in to temptation on my route, maybe my route is the problem. Maybe I need to change my route to a way home that doesn't pass so many fast food restaurants. Even if it adds a few extra minutes to my commute, it might make my commute a lot more enjoyable because I'm not making these these disciplined choices to not go in and get a, a salty, fatty something from a fast food place. These are all methods of taking a system that makes unhealthy choices easy and making them more difficult or less appealing. Another method of implementing this is something that I did early on in my journey. So always choosing which food or meal to eat for me when I was hungry was actually very difficult. It made it hard for me to stick to a health and meal plan that worked in the long term. Um, I made poor nutritional choices when I got really hungry or when I had to make those choices in light of maybe less healthy alternatives. So I decided to make things really easy on me by eating the same thing every meal. Now, this doesn't work for everybody. It worked for me, though. I'm okay with consistency. I'm okay with routine and I'm okay with not having very many uh, choices. Uh, So for example, my normal schedule for, you know, several months while I got control of my health and fitness was I would have a Huel chocolate, a Huel black chocolate shake for breakfast. Uh, In the morning, I would have uh, mid morning, a piece of fruit or something like that. For lunch was a hot and savory Huel meal, which is basically like a, a high protein pasta type meal that's you know, well-balanced and stuff like that. And then an afternoon uh, snack was another Huel Black uh, chocolate protein shake. And then dinner was actually a little more free-form. It was something sensible and healthy that Monica would make for the family that we could all have dinner together. Every now and then, though, even then, she would sometimes be too tired to make dinner, and that's totally fine. And we'd go get a pizza for the kids, and I would have, you know, my Huel protein shake in the evening. Or I also would sometimes um, on those nights where I knew that they were going to have pizza on Friday nights, it was our normal family pizza movie night. I would actually get, um, because I was dealing with my joint arthritis issues at the time, I couldn't eat dairy or uh, animal products. And so I would have a vegan uh, frozen pizza that I could throw in. Not the best choice, but still a good choice that, that basically satisfied the craving and didn't make me feel like I was missing out. So uh, just for educational purposes, I need everybody to know that Huel, it sounds like I ate ate a lot of Huel and I did eat a lot of Huel. Um, But it is a nutritionally complete dietary product that's specifically designed to give you everything you need to be healthy. This is not an advertisement for Huel. I get no kickbacks for Huel at all. Um, This is just me saying uh, that it works so well for me and I recommend it to people when they ask me what a good dietary product is. Because it is so well balanced with all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients, both macro and micronutrients that you need to be healthy, you could literally live off of this and nothing else. I don't advise drinking or eating Huel to the exclusion of all other foods, but it was something that I struggled with early on to make these healthy choices, so I chose this to streamline those choices. Um, So all of this actually helped me to develop a way of thinking that has been influential for me in so many ways all surrounding this idea of decision fatigue and how it can be tough to stay on track. 
This theory and way of thinking I've coined to be called discipline dollars. Basically, the theory goes, my theory goes, that everyone starts each day with a number of discipline dollars in their metaphorical discipline wallet. Some days you might have a lot, some days you might have fewer. The number of dollars in your metaphorical wallet is heavily impacted by things like your sleep. So for example, if you don't get as much sleep as you should, or maybe you get too much sleep or your sleep schedule is inconsistent. Your nutritional habits also play into this, like eating too much or too little the day before, or eating foods that don't have very much nutrition in them, like sugary or fried foods. Um, not bad foods, just less nutritious foods that can have an impact on how many discipline dollars you have for the remainder of the day or the following day. Your relationships with those around you can also impact those discipline dollars and how many you have. So if you have poorly managed those relationships, you can have a stress response in your body that kind of puts you into a fight or flight hormonal response, which can reduce the number of discipline dollars you have. Also, the level of activity that you regularly enjoy. If you work out too much and are too fatigued, you might end up having fewer discipline dollars the following day. Or if you're not moving enough, you might not have all these positive hormones moving through that are trying to help you make nutritionally valuable choices. So many things can impact this. But after a while, most people will stabilize and find out they have a certain baseline amount of willpower or certain budget of discipline dollars every single day. Every time you encounter a decision point in your day that requires you to make a difficult choice, such as a choice between a healthy and an unhealthy option, you spend down your discipline dollar balance in your wallet. So if I'm aware of a situation where I'm trying to decide if I should make a few scrambled eggs or some lean, with some lean turkey and whole grain toast, or I could have that donut on the counter, I now need to spend a discipline dollar. I'm making this choice between a healthy you know, breakfast or a less healthy breakfast. Um, that's going to require a discipline dollar choice to resist that temptation of that donut. So a couple ways that you can streamline this decision and make spending your discipline dollars uh, a less of a problem so you're not spending as many discipline dollars to make these choices might be as follows. You can make sure you don't have donuts lying around the house. If you don't bring junk food into the house, it's pretty hard to go get junk food, right? Also, you could put the donuts away in the cabinet where you don't normally cook. So... You might have a special spot that you put junk food that's out of sight, out of mind. So if you have you know, a spouse or children or roommates who want these types of junky foods around, you can coordinate a system with them to maybe put them in a way, in a, in a place that's not right there in front of you. So you don't have to consciously make this choice every time. You might subconsciously know that there are donuts hidden somewhere in the cabinet, but when you go and open your fridge, you aren't confronted with a donut staring you in the face. You're confronted with your eggs and you know turkey bacon and you know whole grain bread right you know exactly what you can eat then you're not being tempted off the path that you desire to be on and choosing an unhealthier choice and using a discipline dollar uh you know if you decide not to make that choice also a good thing that you can also do is to decide the day before what foods you're going to eat and at what time so you're scheduling your calories throughout the day this is kind of like scheduling your meeting schedule at work, is you just know what you're going to eat when and you stick to your schedule. There isn't a question of what you're going to do, you just know that's what you're going to do. And that actually reduces the amount of time or the amount of op opportunities where you have to spend discipline dollars because you made those choices in the form of a schedule, which is different than deciding in real time if you're going to be healthy or less healthy. 
So each one of these things will remove most of the temptation that causes you to slip, which will reduce the likelihood of needing to spend a precious discipline dollar. The same go for your workouts and your healthy activities. If you always go for walks at lunch, it's less difficult to go on that walk every lunchtime. As it's become a habit, it no longer requires a disciplined dollar to, to spend. So it's an investment. Spending those disciplined dollars in that scenario will actually reduce your need to spend disciplined dollars later because you're creating a habit. If you schedule your workouts in advance, you know that Tuesdays are leg days in this scenario, right? So you don't have to make a choice of whether you should or shouldn't work out or what to do when you do go work out because you already determined and scheduled what you're going to do on what days. If you struggle to get out the door for an activity, for a workout, for a hike, roping in a workout partner is a great way to use peer or societal pressure to get you to go to your activity and that way you don't have to spend as many discipline dollars. You're not making a choice. You're feeling feeling compelled to go out on activity. It's like having a discount on that discipline cost, right? So you're not spending as down all your will, willpower. So in short, analyze the practices in your life that require you to spend down your discipline dollars. Find areas that allow you to automate or remove those spending points in your day-to-day life and start saving that precious discipline cash for when you need it or for those unexpected moments where you need to exercise discipline in your health and fitness journey. This has worked a ton for me, and for those people that I've coached, and for those I've advised in my various interactions around my health and fitness journey. Trying to reduce the number of times you have to make a hard decision, and automating those times, or streamlining them, or reducing their impact, will go a long way in helping you stay disciplined in your approach here. So, try it out, give it a shot, Let me know what you think. Let me know if it worked for you or if you have any adjustments or adaptations that you think need to be made to my analogy. I'd love to hear them. My theories are always works in progress and I love getting to see them in action. So please reach out to me. You can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms. You can reach out to me via email. All the information should be in the show notes below. So let me know what you think. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen to my ramblings, and I hope you guys were able to take some value out of some of the things that you heard today. If you have any comments or questions, again, feel free to email me at milesvictors at beatingthestatistics.com. Also, you can find me on all the major social media venues, and my username is BTS Health and Fitness. So you'll find me on YouTube, you'll find me on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. So go ahead and find me there, subscribe, and as I create new content and and small videos and other posts, you can follow along in my journey as well as in some of the counseling and advice that I can provide to my listeners. As always, know that consistency is the key to changing your life. The small things matter. If you're chopping down a redwood tree and all you have is a hatchet, Know that it takes one small swing at a time to eventually chop that tree down. So keep on swinging. I'm in your corner. Develop a support network of people who are also in your corner. And you've got this. Thanks for listening.